I'll be back with that information. So, hey guys, hey guys, as promised, we're here to talk about the Flyers versus the Canadians game one, uh, first round of the playoffs. Um, just so you guys know, the Flyers and Canadians did play three times throughout the regular season before the pause. The Flyers edging out the Canadians two games to one. Uh, that would be a three to two overtime win November seventh, a four to three overtime win November thirtieth, and a loss four to one January sixteenth. Uh, Carey Price got all three starts, and uh, Carter Hart got the first November seventh start. Brian Elliott got the November thirtieth start, and then the January sixteenth game, Carter Hart got the start and then got pulled. Um, started the game off. Uh, not so great, so he got pulled in favor of Elliott, and uh, they still go on to lose 4-1. to one. Um, Flyers come into this game as a minus 150 on the money line favorite, or minus 1.5 pucks if you take the puck line. If you took that, it would be minus 1.5 pucks at plus 185, and the over-under sits at 5.5. For Montreal, uh, Weber and Biron come in hot. Um, but really, if you ask me, they've got a couple of young guys that you really want to keep your eye on at, at, at Suzuki and Kote Kanyemi. Um, they both really buzz around the ice. Um, they come in. They're an interesting. Uh, there's some interesting players to watch because they do come in fast. Um, so I would keep my eye on them. But also Tomas Tatar is always um, someone that goes a little bit under the radar from the casual fan, um, not someone who actually watched, but he has very good uh, handles. Uh, we call them dangles if you're not a hockey person, um, but he has very good hands. Um, so you, you, you always want to watch out for him. He's a dangerous player. But really the star of the show in Montreal is Carey Price. He comes into this series uh, from playing Pittsburgh. Uh, they disposed of Pittsburgh pretty easily, and Carey Price is one of the main reasons. He comes in with a 1.67 goals against from that series and a 94% save percentage. Um, they were able to dispose of Pittsburgh in four four games out of uh, a best of five series, winning three, Pittsburgh only winning one. Um, for the Flyers, you're going to continue to watch that Lawton, Hollywood, Hayes, and Travis Konechny line. Um, Lawton comes in really hot with five points in three games and Hayes with four points in three games. But I still would say keep an eye out as well on that second defensive pairing of Travis Sanheim and Phil Myers. Uh, tip of the hat to Ron Hextall for somehow finding two guys named Travis that are really good at hockey, but he was able to do that. Um, Travis Sanheim comes in uh, a little underrated for his hands. For defensemen, he's got really good hands, and he and Myers skate really well. They seem to provide a little bit of a mismatch, that being the second pairing. Um, because Provorov and Niskanen are so good, they typically try to match up against the other team's top line. And then you get this mismatch of these, these great skating, bigger defensemen um, against a little bit lesser of talent. And um, so they, they tend to get some good offensive looks. And they're both such good skaters. They're both big. They cover a lot of ground. So they don't really get caught too much uh, pinching into the offensive zone, and they do it really well. So I'd still keep my eye out on those guys. Uh, presumably, Carter Hart would be getting the start here. 
Um, he comes in with a goals against average from the round robin of one um, and a 96.6 save percentage. Hard to believe this kid's that young. For you guys that are from this area, um, gone are the days. Gone are the days that you worried about a dumping. Gone are the days that you held your breath from every bad angle shot that was ever taken. Gone are the days of Ron Hextall coming far out and watching the puck go over his head on a dump in. Or uh, Ilya Brzgalov saying he don't he didn't think he could stop a beach ball. A 21-year-old kid. Decades of it. Decades of us clamoring for a goaltender. And and this kid in, in a season and a half, you know, has really changed all of that. Um, it's pretty hard to understate that for uh, for us guys. We've we've suffered through the Van Beesbrooks at the end of his career, the Marty Baron at the end of his career, Brzgalov trading Bobrovsky before we got a chance to see him develop, Hextall at the end of his career, not his when he was younger. He was a stud when he was younger. Um, Roman Chekmanik, who couldn't seem to get it together in the playoffs. This just laundry list of journeymen we'd bring in year in, year out, all gone, all gone. A lot lot of pain here because you look at, you know, it's tough to get excited for playoffs um, when you've been burned as many times as we have. We've been burned so many times because of goaltending, and it's just crazy to enter a playoffs and that not be a concern. Um, so it's hard to really understate, as I said about Carey Price, it's, un- it's hard to understate what having competent goaltending where you're not worried about the injuries like we were previously with um, Mason. And, uh, but while he might have been competent, he seemed to not be able to stay on the ice. Um, so, you know, that, that's one of the reasons that I'm most excited about this playoffs. But we also have this really deep Flyers team. Um, get goal scoring from the top six to the bottom six and everywhere in between. Um, so that that's also hard to un, to underestimate. But all, and also, they were able to go three and zero in the round robin without the power play really doing much. They were over. Um, so if they can get that going, uh, their penalty kill is already good, um, very good, really. And um, so if they can get the power play going, uh, it would they'd really they're already a hard team to get by. When you get the kind of scoring they do from your, from your bottom six, they're already a team to to really have trouble dealing with. But um, if they can get the power play going, it, it really would push them to a different level. Um, so again, I think I would I would expect the Flyers with that minus one fifty uh, betting line. They're, they're coming as the favorites. I'd expect them to win game one. Um, and, and again, just based on the strength of the roster from top to bottom. So keep your eye on that second offensive line. Keep your eye on that second defensive line. Keep an eye on them to continue the success that they've had. Uh, keep an eye on, um, really them forcing, they force a lot of defensive plays to the outside. Teams don't get really great looking shots. Um, credit to the coaching staff and what they've done, um, they really seem to have gotten the players to buy into the system and they seem to really have a good defensive system going 
that keeps players uh, blocking shots and keeping high quality, high danger shots out of the way. Um, you don't see it. That that was a hallmark of last season. You don't really see the high danger shots, especially when they got hot. They entered the break at nine and one. Um, and a lot of, of that is they just don't really give up a lot of high danger chances anymore. They, um, they've really buttoned that up. So also um, unsung player that you don't hear his name a lot, uh, but Tyler Pitlick is a guy that um, really deserves a lot of credit. He's a guy, just like when I went through that laundry list of, of goaltenders, you can look at these third and fourth line guys that we were promised were better than they were. Um, and then you look at a guy like Tyler Pitlick, who does all the, the little things right, and um, which then sometimes turns into big play opportunities. So a little tip of the hat here for Tyler Pitlick being everything that we were promised that uh, Belmar was going to be or um, – Eric Gagne at the uh, when we had him a couple, Eric Gagne, Gagne, but not Simone Gagne, um, and all these guys that we got into being the bottom six that we were promised were going to be difference makers. Uh, even Hartman there um, last season, and then we get Tyler Pitlick in a little bit of an uh, um, under the radar move when when they shipped Hartman over um, to get Pitlick, and uh, he's a very nice player. Um, especially to have that deep in your roster. So a little tip of the cat to, to Pitlick there, um, that fourth line and the third line really, again, just when you have scoring coming from that those lines, it really makes a big difference. So um, remember, game time is 8 o'clock, uh, Flyers versus the Habs. If you guys didn't know, Flyers and Canadians, while not the Flyers and the Penguins or the Flyers and the Rangers, they do also have a very good rivalry, a very storied rivalry. If you're big on going to games, you know that Montreal fans travel very well. So uh, you should still get the best from both teams. So 8 o'clock again. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this short little uh, bit of information about the season series, the betting lines, and some things to look out for. See you guys later this week with another fantasy football podcast. Um, I promised also a, a UFC um, piece of content that will most likely be in the form of writing for the uh, UFC event that will be this Saturday night. And then there's currently a poll on our Facebook page, if you don't follow us on Facebook, um, about which recipe you'd want. And the three items are um, ribs, brisket, and I'm actually drawing a blank on the third one. Shows you how important that one was. But St. Louis style ribs, brisket, um, and whatever the third item that I have on there is, if you want to pop in there, leave a comment on what you would prefer a recipe for. Um, otherwise, I will see you guys later on in the week with the Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks.